Let's open our Bibles and look, chapter 2. Look, chapter 2, and we are going to review a little bit about Christmas. But more than that, we are going to review a little bit and talk a little bit about some of some of these special people that got involved in Christmas without even wanting to be involved, seems to be. And we are going to talk about the shepherds, the good shepherds that they were just in the field. And I'm going to read chapter 2, verse number 8. Verse number 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Isn't that exciting? I don't know how many of you has uh, been, I mean, did you ever watch, I mean, seen an angel before? I mean, other than your wife, you say, oh, pastor, my wife is an angel. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking a real angel. Sorry, a real angel. Something that is really bright and shines, and then suddenly... Uh, something, you know, a real angel, a real angel. Anybody has seen an angel? A little piece of maybe the angel, the, 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 the wind or something? Nobody? Now, how would you feel if you see an angel suddenly appearing in front of you? I'm not an angel, so I know, you know, you don't react. I know you don't have the same reaction with me that with an angel. How would you probably feel? How would you probably react with a real angel in front of you? These shepherds were... In the field, out there, they were living there, taking care of the sheep. How exciting. Shepherds were not people who that, that you really trust that much. You know, they were not trustful people. They were mixing all the times myths and reality. They were creating stories and people didn't really believe them that much. How come, you know, oh yeah, this thing, you know, when you went, I guess they didn't have nothing else to do in the field than just creating stories, maybe. I mean, how exciting it is to be sitting there in the middle of the field and just having a sheep going by. Me, me. I mean, I mentioned to you sometimes when I, I mean, I mentioned this to you, that when I was at home, I was trying to talk to my dog. And the dog doesn't bark, didn't say anything, just moved the tail. Now, a sheep who usually sheeps are very well known as being a little bit foolish, you know. They don't really do that much other than me, me. So I can only imagine the shepherd in the middle of nowhere, in the dark, taking care of the sheep. Some people believe that these shepherds were taking care of a special sheep. These sheep were supposed to be uh, the, 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 the offering that they take in the temple to be sacrificed. So they probably were special shepherds, but nobody knows that. That's what some people think. But they were shepherds. People didn't believe in them that much. And they were there, out there in the middle of nowhere. No TV, no radio, no iPad touch, no internet, just there in the middle of nowhere, a few of them. Well, the Bible story says that as they were living there, as they were just sitting there, just taking care of the sheep, an angel appears to them. And the Bible says that it shines, this angel shines. I mean, an angel of the Lord. When the Bible talks about an angel of the Lord, it's not any angel. 
they, see, they think that probably was the same angel, angel that appears to Mary before and talked to Joseph also. Is the angel of the Lord, and then this glory comes out of this angel. If you get all excited, as I mentioned before, if you get all excited and you think that your wife or your kids are angels and beautiful and they shine, this, this angel was, wow, a hundred times even better. Shine. And they were terrified. They were afraid of that. Why? Because maybe they never seen an angel before, just like you. Right now, we watch so much TV and we have so many uh, special effects that we can say, oh, if I see an angel, it's not a big deal. It's going to appear that, oh, look, that's an angel. You know, we probably just said something like that. We are so used to. But then when the moment comes, I don't know. I probably we also screaming really loud. Ah, an angel! Shh! Ah! Women are the ones who usually, you know, are really loud, we said. But these were shepherds, men, taking care of the sheep. And they were terrified. But the story doesn't end there. The story continues. Because in verse number 10, this angel said something. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, the town, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Wow. Let's stop right there. Now, this is the main part of the whole thing. These people are terrified. These people are afraid. But then the angel said something simple. Do not be afraid. And I mentioned this many times before. How many times you see in the Bible people being afraid or just being scared or something, and God or angels in this case saying, hey, do not be afraid. Do not worry. How many times you hear that? All the time. And the title for today, for today's sermon, is Good News Despise the Recession. Don't you want good news? Don't you want, I mean, uh, you know, if I said how many of you want good news, you probably would say, well, it depends what kind of good news. If it's going to be good news that I'm not going to lose my house, those are really good news. If it is good news that I'm not going to lose my job, those are excellent good news. If it's going to be good news that has to do something with my finances, with things that I'm going through, the hard times that I'm going through, then I want to hear those good news. These shepherds received some good news. And the angel was really clear about it. I repeat, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Three things happened there. First of, all, first of all, the good news part, I bring you good news. If you are going to translate that the way it's supposed to be or the way, uh, the literal way to translate it, it will be, I'm here to preach you something. I'm here to preach you the gospel. I'm here to tell you something about the gospel. Now, what happened here is when you read this section, it says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. 
And that's why I was thinking a few minutes ago. And that's why I just put the Christmas lights around me. When you hear good news, especially this good news, the joy is supposed to be coming out of you. But Christmas gets to be just one more thing sometimes. We are so used to do it every year, and we are so bummed. I mean, eh, 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 you know, just saturated with all these videos, or sorry, commercials, and here, go by here, go there, and there, and here, and here. That suddenly Christmas, and Jesus Christ, who is supposed to be the center of Christmas, disappears, and the joy is not there anymore. We are bombarded by all this bad news that happened around us, all this bad news that happened about, uh, I mean, around our neighborhood and our work, all around the world. That joy is not there anymore. It's being lost. I have good news, said the angel. Good news. I have good news of great joy. That will be for all the seven-day Adventists. <laughs> Isn't that great? We are a special people. We are in the Bible. Am I reading okay? Or this is maybe a Bible published by Review and Herald? No. Sonderville? No. I have good news for who? For all people. The good news is for you, Jim. The good news is for you, for you, for you. Where's, where are the visitors? You. The good news is for you too. The good news is for all people. Everybody. The good news is not only for all of those who are sitting here said, look, Pastor Dante is preaching. What time he finished? The good news is also for the people outside, out there. The people in the house over there, the people over there in the streets. The good news is for everybody. And that's the gospel. The problem is that we mix the gospel. We forget about Christ and you don't have a gospel. When we take the picture of Christ out of the meaning of the gospel, the real meaning, the gospel doesn't mean anything. It's just something else you have to do. I have good news of great joy that will be for all people. What would you say to that? Oh, wow, finally, one said that. Okay, what would you say to that? So when I read it here, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Sounds good. Not really good. Because that word joy, even that it was translated as just joy, it means like getting crazy out of joy. It's something huge. How do you get really crazy when you are full of joy? You say only, amen. Somebody was telling, Pastor, even when they sing and when they read the reading that Bob was telling, do they read like that? And then the Lord said, do they read the same way the Bible at home? I have good news for you. <gasps> For Christ. Is that the way we read it? The only one who knows about joy is Christ, is God himself. And he knows how to put a party up there. When these angels were seeing this angel and he said all of that, can you imagine this 
this angel saying, I have good news for you to rejoice. How will you rejoice? Jim, Jim, give me an example. Teresa, you can give me a best example. How do we rejoice? A good amen. Give me a good amen. Thank you, Jesus. I have good news for you to rejoice. All the people rejoice. Thank you. Thank you. You see how hard it is for a like, what is he trying to do? What? I'm, not, I'm trying to ignite you because that's, those are the good news at these times. The good news are not that you are going to receive the biggest gift that you are going to receive. And then you go outside, you find this brand new car. This Mercedes with a, with a you know, you see that they have a, what do you call that? A bow and they drive like that. Woo! It's like me going to my wife and just putting a bow and said, I am your gift today. <laughs> what do you think she will say? Wow, that's the best gift that I have. But we have Christ. We have an angel coming and saying, I have the good news for you. Boy, are you guys cold? Stand, everybody stand. Everybody stand. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Lift your hands like that. Uh, Stretch it. Stretch it really hard. Come on. Okay, now sit down. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, the town of David, a Savior, has been born to you. He's the Christ, the Lord. He will be assigned to you. Sorry, this will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and what? Wow. I'm trying to imagine that moment. Great joy. You're supposed to be getting excited. And they say like, wow, yes, 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 what else, what else? You're going to find a baby. A baby? Those are the good news. A baby? Yeah. And you know what? That baby is going to be wrapped in clothes. The same way, I mean, we still do it today, but they wrap it really, really tight so the baby won't move. That's the way they think. Can you have poor baby Jesus? <laughs> won't move. Tight. That's the way they used to wrap it. We used to do the same way with my, with my kid, with Daniel. He's not here, so that's a good thing. You know, that we used to wrap it really tight. And they feel like, this, you know, I guess they feel really cozy, is it? I mean, it feels really good. Yeah. And you know what? When I go to bed, I do the same thing. Oh, you think? No, that's weird, isn't it? That's weird, isn't it? No. Yeah, no. Party, no, no. Party, go, okay. No. But this baby is wrapped really tight. And he said, the angel, and you're going to find the baby like that. But this is the other sign. That's only one, maybe. But it wasn't nothing new. They used to do it back in those days, just like that. But the other sign was, you're going to find this baby rubbed like that in a what? Manger. And that's the place where they put all the food for the animal. You're going to find it there. And I have to rejoice over that? Can you imagine? What a, I mean, contradiction, something great, something, you have to be joyful, you have to be happy. It's a baby, wrapped in clothes, put in a manger, with some animals maybe around there. But the angels, the angel didn't stop there. The whole 
is seen. The whole, the whole moment didn't stop there. And that's what I like about God. God is good sending message. And we all had to get this message. The angel giving the good news for you to overjoy, to be really excited. It's a baby wrapping clothes in a manger. And then the Bible says, these are, for me, this is the way the angel said amen. Because suddenly, and, and I mean, for an answer, I mean, that's like an answer to what the angel was saying. Suddenly, says the Bible, a great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and in the earth, peace to men and whom his favor rests. That's the amen. You see, when I say, God is your, sorry, Christ is your savior. That's what the angels were doing here. The angels is finishing the whole message and suddenly everybody, amen, gloria, na, na, na. I mean, too bad they did it. I mean, they were not, I mean, Mexicans, I guess, or something, because we'll be really party then. Feliz, Navi, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm going that way, but we need to realize the moment, and the moment was real, and the moment is the moment that you are going to repeat this year, this time, this month, and you are not going to repeat that. We are not going to repeat any of that. We are not going to get if the precious image of Christ who came to be a baby and died for your sins and my sins because that's the gospel and that's why he came here for first. If that doesn't mean anything, you are not going to rejoice. You see, to the point that after the angel finished his message, after he finished his message, Angels appears and they sing glory, glory, sorry, glory to God in the highest. That's the amen. In the middle of this recession or whatever you want to call, we have good news. Jesus Christ has been born for you and me. Jesus Christ has come to this earth to die for your sins. Nothing is worse in our lives. You are not missing money or house or food or nothing. You, are, you, you, you don't have any problems at all if you don't realize that your first problem and my first problem is that I need to be forgiven from all of my sins. And maybe for many people out there, it won't make any sense. Even for you, maybe. We say, well, Pastor, but you don't know what I'm going through, and I just need to be forgiven for my sins. That's why Jesus came. You know why? Because when the angels were seen, when they were saying glory to God in the highest, and on the earth, peace to men on whom his favor rest, the angels were trying to tell them, and you and me, is that the peace that you are looking for in the middle of the confusion, in the middle of the finance crisis, the peace that sometimes you want to hide in one room and say, you know what, I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to, you know, answer those phone calls from collectors calling me. I don't want to hear anything from my family. I don't want to hear anything from my kids. I'm tired of that. I don't want to hear anything. 
when you are in the middle of all those things, you want to have peace, don't you? Don't you want everything to be stopped and say, you know what, I don't want to hear anything. You don't want to hear because you just want to stop. You want to have peace. And peace only comes from Christ. In the middle of these shepherds' lives, there were nobody. People didn't trust them. In the middle of these people, the Jewish people who were hoping to receive the Messiah and the one who is going to free them from all the problems that they have from the Romans, there is only one reason why Jesus came, to forgive their sins in the middle of those problems and to bring them peace. And people with peace are the ones who are not going to be Worrying about what is going to happen tomorrow. Because that peace only comes from a Savior who already forgives you sins and who is taking care of you and me. You are in good hands. That sounds like a commercial, huh? You are in good hands. You are in the hands of God who sent Jesus Christ. And he's the meaning of all this Christmas. He is the one that is being forgiven. He's the one that is being pulled out of the whole season. And we are getting, we are getting confused with everything else. Christ is the center of Christmas. Do you remember this commercial? Trying to remember how it was it. This commercial on TV, that these guys, oh, it was different ways, but they always come, came to the, to the same point, to the same ending. They were talking about something else, or doing something else, and in the middle of nowhere, the person who was there says, I just saved a bunch of money in my insurance. Remember that? Anything. Something happened, they were doing something else, and always this, this guy who just said, and everybody was looking like, what are you talking about? I just saved a bunch of money in my insurance. Like, what does it have to do with what I'm doing? When I'm, you know. And it's very much something like that today, brothers and sisters. You're not going to save a bunch of money with Christ, but you are going to save your soul. When everybody else is worried about everything else, when everybody else is worried about how things are going to be done for Christmas night, for the eve, you know, for Christmas night, or how everything's going to be when my family comes, how everything's going to be after Christmas, how I'm going to figure out all the expenses of this or that or my home, I mean, whatever. When you are in the middle of all of that, I wish that maybe some of you come to this brother or sister and said, you know what, I just saved my soul with Christ who is being born in my life. You and me are shepherds in the middle of the field who angels appear in front of us. And we have to, we have to not be terrified. We do not have to be afraid. We have to think that the gospel is Christ and Christ needs to be here. You know, the end of that story, if I keep reading, 
is the shepherds going and finding, I mean, going to look for that baby. And they realize that it was real. But they don't stop there. Because after they see the baby, they go out in the streets, going back. Just when they go back to the sheep, they start talking to everybody else of what they have seen. And everybody's amazed. They are not amazed because, hey, you're talking about that, that it was a baby. No, they were not amazed maybe about that, but they were, they were amazed about everything else that happened. Angels, lights, music, the baby, everything fitting right in the right place at the right time. They glorify God for allowing them to see something that nobody else have seen in those days. And just think about it. Shepherds were the outcast people. The ones that didn't rejoice were the ones that they were supposed to be knowing the truth. Haven't they? In the whole story you find people from, out, from outside of the, of, the, of the Jewish people. You find shepherds who are there, the outcasts. Nobody cares about them. Those are the ones that receive the message. But the ones that were supposed to be getting the message and getting excited, they never, they didn't react. And they went the other way around. They tried to kill him. Are you a shepherd? I want to be a shepherd. But, I, but more than that, I want to rejoice because my soul, my sins are being forgiven by the one who died on the cross and came as a baby and is ready to take you home. Because we are not citizens of this planet. We are just going by. We are just walking by. But don't cruise around. Talk about Christ. And in this Christmas season, you can put yourself lights around. Doesn't matter. You can have all the lights that you want in your home. But talk about Christ. Christ is the reason, like that, says, that verse said, the reason for what? For the season. Orange Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice because the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you because you give us this opportunity to talk about you, to talk about your son who was born as a baby. And even that we know that this is not the time, even that we know that this doesn't have to do anything maybe with things that we believe, we know that this is the moment to talk about Christ. This is the moment that everybody else is thinking one way or another, about Christmas. Help us to bring the image of Christ to each one of the people that we meet. Help us to bring the image of Christ, the one who came to die for our sins, 
not only to each one of our neighbors or friends and family, but more than that, help us to bring the image of Christ in our lives, to our lives. We need to be forgiven of sins. We are only sinners that need hope. We are only sinners that have so many issues and problems that in the middle of this season and in the middle of our lives, we need peace. Help us to find peace in Christ. Bless this church. Bless the families here. In Jesus' name, we want to ask all of this. Amen.